Yeah, hi, welcome. My name's Geoffrey Shaw, and we're broadcasting from Radio FM 88 Australia here in the Springwood Studios in Brisbane, Queensland, Australia. Uh, Thursday nights, um, Queensland, it's 7 o'clock traditionally for us. We don't go to daylight savings, so it's constant 7 o'clock. But um, those people in New Zealand, it's 10 o'clock. Uh, our friends in New South Wales and Victoria, it's um, just gone 8 o'clock. Our mm -hmm. solitary listener in South Australia, Yvonne, it's 7.30. And... Um, <laughs> <laughs> directly, <laughs> I'm sure she'll love that. Um, and of course, uh, directly right above me again at the very top is Andrina, my co-host. It's uh, nine o'clock in the morning for her, and um, I'm going to hand the show over to Andrina. Right. Thank you, Jeffrey. Good morning, everybody, and welcome. If you're new to um, dreaming the new dream, um, today we have the lovely Donna, who is on the Sunshine Coast. And she's an animal communicator. And I know um, one of the most amazing things is you can talk to your animal. And we know that they try and tell you something and they're going on and on. And you just don't know what they're saying. So Donna's going to enlighten us today on some tips on how we can communicate with the animals. But also, I would love you to share your story of how you started how animals came to you and it's just evolved and evolved and now you've got such a following um, animals and humans <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'd love you to share your story with us excellent thank you both for having me here um, wow lots of questions it's mm -hmm. um, in relation to how I got started I guess it was nearly seven years ago I adopted well, at that point, I was a foster mum of a beautiful golden retriever called Fergie. And this lady said to me, would you like an animal communication session? And like, let's face it, it sounded like a bit of fun. So I said, yes. <laughs> As you and would. I, and I had to put my questions out and I really had no idea what it was or how it worked or anything. So, you know, like, like you know, we all do. I'm coming to the conversation with an open mind. And as it evolved that particular day as we were talking, um, I couldn't believe that she knew these things. <laughs> but also I couldn't believe that I knew a lot of the things that she was telling me, like about the dog that I'd already picked up from him. So, you know, it was sort of like a light bulb moment. And before it finished, and by the way, I was on the Sunshine Coast and this lady was in uh, South America at the time. So, you know, I mean, that even baffled me that she was so far away and how could she be connecting with my animals that were just here with me? So, you know, at the end of it, I said to her, do you need special skills to do this? And, she, you know, she said to me, Jonna, anybody can do this. And, I, and that sort of planted the seed. And, uh, you know, I'd always had a massive love for animals. From as young as I can remember, I've carted around the dog, carted around the cat, had birds, had fish, had horses, you name it, picked up kittens, brought them home, got ringworms from them, you know, <laughs> got with me, you, yay high with, with any animal in sight, I would drag them home. So, you know, when I reflect back now, I obviously was connecting with animals all of my life, but... You know, I just didn't know it was a thing and nobody had given it a name. Nobody had said it's something. So it wasn't until I decided, hey, I really want to investigate this further. So I set about um, trying to find a mentor 
And even at that point, I didn't know that maybe if I'd gone online, I could have searched and found some information because I just, maybe my awareness was just not there at that point. So after about, I don't know, a couple of years after that conversation, it never left my uh, mind. I always thought, I really want to learn this stuff. Like, what's the dog saying? What's the cat saying? Why is the cat doing this? Uh, and, you know, this particular golden retriever, I then adopted him and, and I really wanted to create a closer relationship with him. So I went to a one-day course and I've got to say, when I left, I thought it can't be this easy. So, you know, if you heard that reality, it can't be this easy. We've got to make it hard because if it's hard, then I can struggle and you know, if it doesn't work, then I can say it was way too hard. So that was kind of a funny thing. I came away um, this particular day and I, I think I'd connected with something like eight different animals in the in this day. And I was busy writing my notes and, and I just kept thinking, oh, somebody soon's going to tell me that, you know, this is wrong or... And I was getting really good success, but I didn't believe I could do it. So, you know, I went to somebody else um, eventually I, I uh, hooked up with another mentor who really sat me down and said, Donna, you have the ability, you've just got to really hone your skills. And, mm. and that sort of kicked it into place. I said, right, I'm quitting my job. I was a digital marketer. I'm quitting my job and I'm just going to do animal communication. So I went from kind of here to here overnight. <laughs> And I ran around, I told all these people, hey, blah, blah, blah. And, of course, you know, uh, the first person that came along that was a disbeliever poured the hot water all over me or the cold water all that. And I struggled for a bit once again because, you know, my, as I call him, Marvin, my little ego stepped in. <laughs> um, I use Marvin in the classes that I teach because Marvin's such a good guy. Um, and... You know, that kind of kicked in and so, you know, there was an up and down journey to one day I just went, you know what, I've got to get over myself because the animals need me, the animals need me to be a voice and to share those messages and who doesn't want to do what they love doing? Mm. Who doesn't want to be able to share um, that dream or that experience or that love with other people? So... You know, when the critics, because there's always going to be critics come along, I just go to them, you know, it's okay, you believe what you want to believe. This is what I do. This is what I love. And, you know, it's it's just grown from there. Mm, awesome. <laughs> I love it. I love your little ego. <laughs> Marvin, Marvin. I've not seen anybody with one of those before, so you're the first. <laughs> He's um a soft puppet. He's got a little... He's got a, you know, he's got a little imperfection down here. We're all, right. all got little, but um, I don't actually have one here for my students. I actually got Marvin printed out in um, postcards, and at the end of their course, I sent a copy of Marvin out to every one of them and said, "Put this up beside your computers, so that when you are connecting with an animal, and all of a sudden you get doubt, you just got to give Marvin the." You're out of here, buddy. <laughs> That's it. Making light of it, eh? 
Absolutely. And it's, you know, it's funny because they'll often write, oh, Marvin stepped in today. So Marvin is extremely popular and well known for all of my students that do animal communication classes with me. <laughs> Thank you, Marvin. <laughs> so share some of them, some of the funny stories that you've had um, from some of the, the animals funny stories <laughs> you know you ask that and all of a sudden Marvin steps in and I think oh I can't remember any um, <laughs> I one recently and I've connected to this dog a couple of times now and it, it is sad but it's funny right um and I have got permission from the guardian to share this story but I will call him a different name just for the sake of ease we'll call him Bruce um I think you probably had a photo Jeff that I did share of this particular dog which he's um a bulldog and he recently passed and his mum booked in an animal communication session. One of the beautiful things is when you're connecting with animals that are passed, you know, you're really able to, um, oh, I like that one, you're really <laughs> able to um, share with the guardian messages just to help them with their grief. And uh, this particular dog came along Mum was absolutely devastated. It was, you know, right in the midst of when we had COVID and she just felt completely isolated and was really upset about the fact that her dog suddenly uh, had passed. And when I say suddenly, she's in the kitchen cooking, walks out to pat him and he's gone, just like that. So it was totally unexpected and, you know, she felt that she'd missed signs. So the thing is, is we connected and talked about the process and what had happened. But he started to give her um, advice, right, because she's saying, I'm not sure what I'm going to do for a job. And I was just about to say, I think you're going to do dog grooming. You know, dog grooming seems to be quite popular around you. And she said at exactly the same time, oh, I'm looking at doing dog grooming. And I went, yay. <laughs> anyway, the conversation evolved and he kept saying that, you know, if it's going to be dog grooming, it needs to be a, um, yeah, it needs to be a spa so a VIP dog spa. It oh. can't just be a grooming salon. It has to be VIP and it has to be an experience. And he was just sharing the most amazing stuff. I asked her, could I possibly hire him as a marketing guru for myself? <laughs> it was literally so much fun. And, you know, um, she was crying, but I was laughing and I kept thinking, I've got to stop laughing so much. But everything that he was sharing, anyway, you know, he he said to me things like, um, well, he kept sending me images of him in all these different outfits. And I'm thinking, this just doesn't seem right. And I said, well, look, I can see Bruce wearing a um, life-saving outfit. So, you know, she lived in Queensland as well uh, in a beach town. And then I said, and I see him dressed up as a sausage and, a, and I was <laughs> calling out all of these outfits and she said, yes, that's right. He used to have his photo taken for a magazine advertising dog outfits. <laughs> and, you know, and then I said to her, he wants to have all these photos put in a coffee table book so that, you know, when friends come over to her place, they can flick through the pages and see him in all of his glory because, you know, <laughs> why we feel that um they may have left us on a physical realm they are still in the spiritual realm and still reminding us of things so um uh and i'll look at this in a minute from karen yeah, yeah. so you know this this was just so beautiful he went on about um 
what he wanted to do in terms of being cremated, where his ashes were to be um, scattered. He also spoke about um, how many people want to come to the par party, not the party, the party, and, <laughs> and they had to have 20 cupcakes and they had to have this certain icing on them. And, I mean, it was just amazing. It was probably one of the best animal communication sessions I've ever done because it was so fun. And... You know, when you reflect back, you just can't make this stuff up. And she was just, like, so excited. So, anyway, I recently connected with him again and we went through a couple of other things. And, you know, this time mum asked a couple of questions and it was really interesting because um, uh, she was. it was to do with cooking. And I said, I'm sorry, I've got to, he keeps telling me, um, I've got to talk about Bruce's balls. I don't know what that means, you know, like, um, obviously, we think maybe of the, the dog, but I was going, he keeps saying, tell you about his balls, like, you know, his balls. <laughs> She's like laughing. She said, I used to cook him these special little meatballs. <laughs> and he's suggesting that she should cook those meatballs and sell them at her shop. Um <laughs> And it was all about don't forget that even though that, you know, she was making meals for, because she did catering, doing meals for the humans, that she could have an aspect for animals in there. Mm. I mean, you know, this dog just, it was just a crack up, right? Because, you know, the whole time he's got all these things going and that was his beautiful personality shining through. He was making his mum laugh. He was raising her vibration and he was helping her release that grief. Because yeah. she was still holding on, even though it was now two months later, to the fact of what did I do wrong or why didn't I see that he was sick or notice some signs. So, you know, that grief, um, a lot of people carry around. That's such a big question that they ask me is, do they forgive me? Or yeah. why didn't I know this or why didn't I see this? And this is what he was doing, was just helping her, you know, know that he was still um, there um, and being able to support her even though he's in the spirit realm. So, yeah, that was beautiful. That was a good fun one. Um, what's another one? You know, I had a horse that I really loved connecting with um, and she kept insisting that her guardian had to go out and buy a big ball. You know, like those, um, I think they're exercise balls that we sit on. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, I don't. <laughs> I don't know a lot about horses in that I, I did have a horse as a child, but I don't ride and I'm not really in that arena all the time. I mean, I do, um, oh, this is beautiful Clydesdales. This is my friend's horse. Um, anyway, the um, the horse was insisting that it wanted one of these balls. So I then had to say to the guardian, do you get balls, like game things that the horses can play with? And she went and investigated and, and there's all these sort of toys that horses can get now. And so she followed through with what I shared, got this big ball and the horse used to kick it around and played with it for hours. Um, so it had gone from being very bored and alone in a paddock to being completely entertained by having one of these big balls in the paddock. So, you know, the, um, the things that they come out and she also, the horse also said that she wanted to work with children being a therapy horse. Mm. And and I thought, oh, okay, well, I'll share because, you know, my thing is whatever comes through, you share with the guardian, right? It's not for me to judge is this right or wrong. 
And the lady said, that's really funny because it was about a week ago we had this conversation of do we think she would be good at doing that? Mm, so lovely. the horse shared that with me randomly and I said, oh, by the way, this is what the horse would like to do. And she said, wow. Um, so, yeah, they're the kind of fun things that um, that come through. And, I mean, you know, they they like to um, tease their guardians if, if, uh, if they are put on a diet, right? <laughs> if you put your, your dog on a diet, um, they will say, oh, could you tell them that I'm not getting enough? <laughs> and I say, oh, your dog wants to know that um, you're not uh, feeding them enough. And they'll start to kind of snigger and say, oh, well, you know, they're on a... And I go, yeah, but, but they're a little bit upset because they're not getting the this, this and this. So they do kind of job their guardians in if they don't feed them what they want. <laughs> That makes sense, eh? But I mean, I think for maybe some listeners, this might be a little bit way out of their um, comfort zone or or their understanding because, you know, not everybody think, well, my what my dog would tell me that or give me a message is so it's a little bit so. Um, stay with us, folks. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, and I think one of the things is um, the saddest things is when people have to take their animals to the vet when they've come to the end and I know um I know we've done it in the past and you know you think why do we have to take them through all of that the end in there why can't they just die at home but it's just just for whatever reasons that's how it is isn't it but yeah so um and I, so what tips would you give? Because I know um, Karen shared her dog's, um, I can't remember what the message was, but about her dog coming to the end. Um, any tips for people that they're, oh, no, she's, uh, my dog isn't far from end of life and I'm not sure how long she's not hearing or seeing well and she has slowed right up. I just want to know, was why? she in, oh, why, right? Why she's in pain as she hides things like that? So could you give any sort of tips and well, um, when they're near the end? Thanks for sharing the message, Karen. First of all, I can't tell you why she's in pain because without connecting to your animal, I couldn't answer that. Um, sorry, Jeff, can you just leave that message, that question up the bottom so I can just decipher it? But what I can tell you is that animals are coming towards the end of their life may not be, it might be in your eyes that they're at the end of their life. In their eyes, they may not be. And I can give you a fantastic example. My 16-year-old golden retriever passed, uh, I'd say it was only a few months ago, but it's probably six months ago now. Um, I just can't tell you the, the date straight off the top of my head, but um, Fergie was 16. And, you know, for several years, everybody's been saying, he's getting old, you know, you're doing this, you're doing that. But every day, the minute we got up to go walking, he was at the door. He wanted to go walking. And for us as guardians, my partner and I, we um, that's Ajax. Um, Fergie's a white golden retriever. He'll be in there somewhere. The um, <laughs> for, um, for Fergie, you know, we took that as a sign that he still wished to go walking and he still wished to participate and still wished to do things with us. So even though um, you might feel that he's at the end of his life, if he's still engaging with you and he's still eating and he's still wanting to go outside, even though he may not wish to be going very far, 
you know, he's still participating in life. And I would encourage you to continue with that with him. Mm. Um, asking about pain, talk to your vet about pain because, you know, um, if your dog's elderly and certainly like for Ferg at 16, he had arthritis. There he is. That's his uh, final day. Um, he had arthritis in his legs. So, you know, I had him on pain relief for arthritis, but I also had um, turmeric and it was on CBD oil and a variety of things to support him. Mm. You know, I'm really big in not over-medicating but giving them supplements to support them. Um, sure, I had the benefit that other people, um, I don't know what sorry, um, why not means, but um, I had the benefit of being able to connect with him and ask questions of him like, are you still happy to continue? And right to the very end, like, you know, he was having difficulty getting up, but I used, um, it's like a help me up harness. And I was able to then put that harness on him and he could still use his front legs perfectly well. And I just supported him with the back uh, of the harness and we were able to walk him out. And his favourite thing was a sniff and wee. So, you know, <laughs> we continued like that. Um, and the last few days um, I knew it was time because I took, him dinner which he'd always always loved and he took one mouthful and stopped and I thought oh that's not you you know you love your food so you know I took it away checked in with him later and he just didn't eat anything from that point forward so I knew he was on his journey to transition and I decided that um, the I would give him time to let him pass over naturally obviously being in contact with my vets to support him with pain relief if I needed it. Um, and, yes, I was using this Transition Essence, which I love. It is an Australian product and it's fantastic to use with animals who are coming up to the end of their life just to help them with passing and letting go. So, you know, I was dosing me up, I was dosing Fergie up um, and, and, you know, everything was going really, really good. Um, I knew he was so close to the end of his life, but he ended up getting a pressure sore on his arm. And that then changed the whole process because instead of letting him um, pass naturally, I knew that that was going to cause a lot of problems for his organs, having that poison in his life. So, you know, I did a session with him and I also had another animal communicator connect with him. And we just talked about the fact that, you know, whilst I'd like to let him do this naturally, that wouldn't be fair for him to be in a world of pain and that's sick. So, you know, mm. that was sort of my journey. And, and for you, you know, with your dog, you know, if they're engaging with you and they're still being part of the family, then, you know, I wouldn't panic too much about is my dog ready for me to go and take to the vet to put to sleep, you know. Mm. Um, but for some people that watching their dogs go through the end of life is very difficult. Um, I, I know how hard it was for me. Um, so, you know, sometimes they make that choice to take their pets to the vet um, just a little bit ahead of what might have been the time that they would naturally have passed. Mm. Oh, thank you for sharing that. That's lovely. Yeah, because, um, I mean, I haven't got any pets at the moment and my um but yeah, so for people that have, it's given a better understanding, isn't it? That you can you can give them a little bit longer lease of life, even though they're not so mobile and can get around and do all of these things. 
I think you know that that if you talk to some vets, um, they kind of have like a standard. And that and Karen, this is something that I sat down and I looked at and I said, okay, if he can't do this anymore, is that you know going to affect his quality of life? If he can't do this, if he can't do this, if he can't do this, right? So when you go through those choices, and if they're not meeting those standards then you're starting to get your answer. It's looking at that time. So, for instance, um, if your dog's weeing and pooing and they can't get up to get out of it, that's not a quality of life for them and it's very heart-wrenching for us. Now, you know, for Fergie, um, he did get incontinent at the very end. But, you know, I work from home, so I was able to work uh, to be there for him. So I put, you know, a little doggy nappy on him. They have the most amazing things you can get for your pets <laughs> these days. And, you know, um, because I didn't want him lying in his own um, urine, etc. And, you know, I made sure he was taken out X amount of times a day. So if he needed to toilet himself, I could still support him. So, you know, there, the, the, you know, maybe that's your line in the sand. If my dog's doing this, if your dog's not engaging with the family at all, that's another indicator, right? So, you know, talk to your vet and ask them what are the indicators and, you know, it will give you a better understanding of the timeline of when your animal is ready. Yeah, great, Karen. So if you're home, you can be supporting your dog. And, and um, Nadia is on the call. Like she's just bought her beautiful big Great Dane, one of these help me up. Called, in Australia, they're called help me up harnesses and literally you've got a handle on each end but you could also put a hook on them and you can carry your dog with them um marty's got a great dane and it's like this horse right imagine if he goes or she goes down while they're out you know um for me that helped me up harness was the best investment i made um for fergie's um well-being yeah because I, I see a lot more um people now with little uh, push chairs pushing their dogs uh, along as well now you know and the dog seems quite happy looking like the front being wheeled along <laughs> yeah yeah and look I did try a um uh they have one of these cart things in Australia that a lot of people take their animal or take their kids not their animals their kids and all the beach stuff to the beach and I popped Fergie in one of those and I thought he would love it and um uh, Nadia's saying a handbag Dane. Yep. <laughs> I thought Fergie would love this car and I was going to take him walking around the neighbourhood. Um, unfortunately, he just stressed out in it, so I had to take him out. But, you know, for anybody whose animal is getting towards the end of the life, I would encourage you to take photos. Take photos of your dog. Um, do a bucket list of things they might enjoy. Start doing all those kind of things writing a beautiful note to them or writing a story about their life and what they mean to you it really does help with that time of working towards when it is the right time mm. um you know i had a family contact me and said we're, we're um you know going to um put our dog to sleep tomorrow what do we do i connected with the dog the dog said to me she's not ready and then this dog was getting very close um and i you know, had this conversation and it was all about what she wanted was to be honoured. And so what she asked to do was to, to get everybody together in the family and there was young children, right, get them all together and get family photos with the dog. Then have the children sit down and write a story. Each wrote a little story out to the dog. 
and they all did these fun things with her for a week. And at the end of the week, the lady then made the decision today was the day and she rang me up afterwards and she said that was so valuable to have that week together mm -hmm. to be able to um, involve the children. They understood life and death. They understood what was going to happen and it was a completely different outcome to what it would have been the week before. Mm, that's beautiful. And I think and especially if you involve the children because sometimes you know, the dog's there and then you've taken the dog away never to come back and they just don't understand. Whereas if they see, you know, see what's happened and they've got a much greater awareness, haven't they, eh? Yeah, yeah, it was a beautiful yeah. experience. There was somebody, I think it was Del, wrote about why was her dog so aggressive. I saw it flash up. So obviously, yes, um, oh, towards other dogs. Um, Del, I'm not doing live readings on here today, so um, without knowing the name of your dogs anyway, it's very hard for me just to randomly connect in. But quite often if your dog is uh, aggressive towards another dog, it could be a training it could be a training thing, it could be emotional, it could be something that they've arrived with, it could be something going on at your home. And that's why doing an animal communication session, uh, we can have a three-way conversation because that's what an animal communication session is. It's you, me, and your beautiful dog or dogs, as the case may be, and we ask what's going on. It could just be like a childhood squabble. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You could have two dogs and all of a sudden something's occurred and now they're bickering just like kids do. And it's really getting to the bottom and saying, okay, what caused this? What can we do about this? Um, coming to some common ground together. But I generally find dogs that are aggressive, it's because they need some new boundaries and, you know, maybe they need to do some training or they're there trying to protect you. You know, this happens a lot. Dogs want to protect you. So they take this forefront of, if I'm aggressive to everything out there, they'll stay away from my guardian. All right, so... You know, there is a lot of reasons, Del, why it could be happening. And without actually seeing your dogs and uh, being able to connect with them, I just can't tell you randomly what the answer is on this call today. Yeah, like you say, it could be a num number of reasons. And I know there's a guy over, I don't know what his name is, um, but I watch his program and he goes all around to the stars and, um, you know, watches the behaviour of the um owners with the dog and what's going on there as well as the dog's behavior like you know and it's, and it's it's like interesting when you see all the different dynamics that are going on and you know he just just something so simple <laughs> and they're like oh <laughs> is that the uk show is that the is that, uk show is that caesar the mexican guy no, there's Caesar Milan. I mean, but there's one in the uh, UK. He's amazing he as well. He wears glasses. I don't know his name. I watched him the other night. And, and uh, yeah, this dog was lethal, my God. But, I mean, he had it purring like a blooming kitten <laughs> in the end. Um, and I thought, what a lovely gift. You have to tell us which accent they have. Is it an Australian accent? Is it a UK no, no, accent? He was English. He was definitely English. Oh, yeah. I definitely know the guy. He's tall and lean and he is yeah. fabulous. Yeah. Um, both kind of shows are just fantastic because, you know, they're working on a behavioural um, connection with the animals. But whilst they say they're not animal communicators, I still believe that they have the gift because they come away, they know and understand as well what the animal's doing. Mm. Um, 
I, I know the guy. I've just seen they had like a little French bulldog that was tearing the cows yeah. up and all these things when he would go out. And um, you know, there's a good chance my mother's never gonna watch this TV show watch this show. So I'll share about my mum. You know, she's 78 years of age, and last year with COVID, uh, we got a little Pomeranian off Facebook. You know, somebody wanted to get rid of this dog. And of course, I asked the question, does the dog bark? The girl said no. Because Pomeranians are known as yappers. No, she said, does not bark. I said, okay. So mum goes home with this little tiny fluff ball, all good. For two weeks, the dog didn't bark. Absolutely beautiful. A gorgeous little dog. Come the start of week three, she just took on this terror role. If somebody stepped out of the window, if somebody knocked on the door, if somebody came in the house, if another dog come around who was aggressive, she was the I don't know, four kilos of aggression, right? <laughs> so mum says to me, you're an animal communicator. Talk to her and find out what's going on. And I'm like laughing, right, because I said, mum, um, not every dog is going to share with me, which translates <laughs> to mum, everybody can see what's wrong with the dog. It's you. <laughs> Good old mum. <laughs> mum babies this dog and she carries it around and hugs it 24-7 and dresses it up and, and it's absolutely beautiful. I mean, it's a beautiful support dog for my mum. You know, she she's retired now and um, the dog's been there to support her. But the trouble is, is she doesn't realise that what she's doing is, um, you know, the dog wants to protect yeah. her. So the dog's taken this role on instead of being her kind of comforter and mum should be the guardian or the protector the dog is so the minute there's a sound she's like on the forefront of <laughs> my mum had to go to hospital um a couple of weeks ago and i got zali for um three days so we had a chat straight off like zali you don't bark in my house you know because i'm the leader here and everything's good. We're really calm. Like all my dogs are calm. They don't bark. And we had to go through some conversations of this is what it's like living here. Anyway, it was just beautiful because, um, yeah, Nadia, that is true. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> in that time, this dog was so calm. But what had happened was is before she'd come to my mum's, I think that um, – she was barking and I do know that the other little dog she was with had got attacked and nearly killed. So she had a high level of anxiety. So, you know, and by mum constantly stroking her and reaffirming that it's okay to be stressed all the time, mum thought she was doing the right thing, but she's just um, reaffirming it. So here I created an environment of where she was just a dog. And I, I mean that in the nicest possible way of just a dog. Um, but, you know, like I allowed her to self-settle. So what that means is she sat on the floor or she could be on the couch, but she needed to settle herself. She didn't need me to do it for her. And once she could get into that routine was I can settle, she actually went to sleep. She wasn't on high alert. She didn't need to guard anything. And sometimes she'd look around and go, oh, nobody cares. Nobody's expecting anything of me. And she just completely transformed. So my mum said to me a week later, I don't know what you did to that dog, but she's not barking anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can hear we've got the frogs joining us in the background. 
Okay. Yeah, I've just turned the mic. I turned my microphone down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can hear the frog. So, so yeah, as Nadia said, quite often dog behavioural problems really do come back to what's going on with us as the guardian, mm-hmm. and you know what we expect of animals because animals come into our life with a purpose. You know, they need a job. If they don't have a job, they give themselves a job, and sometimes that's not the best job. And, you know, Zali was taking on this role of being my mum's guardian because mum's, um, I wouldn't say she's, um, is, can you say the word now, dotty? No, I mean that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't think that's mom. the right word. <laughs> anyway, it Sorry, mum. <laughs> you know, she's forgetting the odd thing and, you know, she'll turn up at the appointment at the wrong time and doing some of these these things. And, you know, the dog's taking on some of those frustrations, I guess, for my mum. So it's been really interesting from my point of view as her daughter, but also my point of view as an animal communicator, trying to get my mum to understand their relationship together and to turn it around, which Mm -hmm. leads me to I can tell uh, people what their dogs say, what their dog's feeling what their dogs want but they have to take it on board and implement it if they want change mm-hmm. so what tips would you give for somebody um that would like to communicate with their dog or cat or or, or you know any pet you know because like where i'm currently staying down in dorset is <laughs> <laughs> lots of horses and there's two beautiful horses next door and a little shetland uh no he's not a shetland i'm not sure what he is but um he was a rescue um so um i i love horses but i don't really i'm not in fear of them but i think they're so big and huge so it's, it's like knowing how to approach them so i know um debbie my neighbor said um just put your let them sniff your hand like push you get a big nostril go <laughs> on your <laughs> <laughs> so it's like um and then i walked further afield the other day and there was these three beautiful brown horses i don't know if they were like gypsy horses because they were like all furry or they got there's a furry breed i don't i don't know much about horses but they were lovely you know so i sort of just put my hand there and said hello so what tips would you get for people to start communicating well, first of all, I'd say um, be careful putting your hand out because they can bite. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, my, my responses are quite quick. <laughs> um, look, for me personally, I think if you're wanting to engage with animals, uh, engaging or trying to connect with your own animals can often be a little bit more difficult than somebody else's animal because we have a lot of our own preconceived ideas mm-hmm. of what the response should be. So. Our own animals are communicating with us every single day. And, you know, there's, um, if you're sitting there watching TV and all of a sudden you think, oh, I've got to get up and feed my dog, good chance your dog's been sending you messages. You know, they're <laughs> little blinkers and if you're not responding, they give you a nudge or, you know, Ajax, my golden retriever, he's so good. You know, he sends these constant and he looks around and he sends messages to here and then he gives me the eye look. And if I get up and I start walking because I, I get the message, Mum, you've got to come and look at this, then he's constantly showing me. So he does um, physical cues as well as telepathic cues. Um, 
So, you know, look what your animals are doing. If you're wanting to them, the exercise, here's two exercises that I give my students. Um, so they're, so when I talk about students, these are all people who just love animals and they want to learn to connect with them. So we have a, uh, depending upon which course I do, sometimes it's four weeks, sometimes it's six weeks. But the very first week I say to them, okay, Tonight, when you finish this class, I want you to connect with your pet. And you can see Marvin steps in straight away and says, they're never going to do that. <laughs> so, right, the easy exercise I give them is to go into the other room, into a room next door. Now, you can go and get a treat out, pop it in your pocket. Don't let them see you do this, right? <laughs> and then walk into the next room because if they see you, they're going to follow you. Go into the room, sit quietly, you know, bring all this chatter in your mind, let that go and come down into your heart space and take a couple of deep breaths in, out, and just imagine you've got this beautiful ball of love, right, and just send that from here, your, your chest area, your heart area here through to them. And it's just, you know, it can just be like a little... Um, bubble you send out to them or it could be a gold cord you send to them or you know just in and then just send this off to them and say come into this room i've got a treat for you now if you stay there in that room and stay in your power don't think about i've got to put my makeup on or i've got to have a cup of tea or i need a wee if you stay in your power and you focus on them sending them love and calling them into the room i guarantee you they'll come in that room Right, because you've already got that connection. They'll be going, oh, my goodness. They're yeah, trying yeah. To and they come running, right? Um, a great example, one of my students, she said to me, Donna, it didn't work. I said, okay, well, you do know that your cat has got free will, right? If the animals <laughs> have free will, they can do what they want to do and cats always have a mind of their own. But I said, what, what were you doing? She said, well, I was in the kitchen. I was making a cup of tea and I was getting my breakfast ready. I was doing, and I said, so were you 100% focused on this activity? I don't know. I was, I was running late for work. And I said, so do you think that your cat should have come running in because you were really focused? <laughs> so, you know, that's a really fun activity just to practice with them. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes I say to Ajax, like, He'll be sitting in the other room and I go, Blink if you're listening to me. And he sits there and I go, okay, well, maybe just look at me. So, you know, you can practice these things with them just to have fun, okay? Mm. But coming into the room and giving him a reward for it is a really good fun activity. And um, it's interesting because the students come back and they go, how did I do that? Because you're already connected with your animals. It's very mm. Um, another mm. one that I like to do, this was the question I think you asked me about your little fairy creatures in the roof of your house. Like we're in Queensland and the flies are starting to come. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> flies drive me crazy. So I always say to them, you know, look, I know that you're here to get food and you're here to live and do all this thing, but I would just request that you stay out of my kitchen. So... I'm going to walk to the door. You're going to follow me to the door or you can fly to the door ahead of me and I'm going to open it up and you can go outside. And, you know, I leave a little bit of food out there for them that they can go and munch on. But I said to them, you know, look, this is 
my space. Please don't come into this space because I don't want to be the person that gets in trouble because I, you know, have something there. You know, if somebody sprays you, I'm giving you the warning, right? I'm not going to spray them because I don't like spray, but and I don't mm. want to kill them, but I'm giving them the warning. Move out, right? Um, yesterday I went out to my my beautiful greens that I'm growing. Um, you know, being a uh, vegetarian, I've been growing all these beautiful different things to put in my smoothies. I get out there and there's these little grubs and snails and I'm saying, what are you doing? You've just about eaten out all my greens. <laughs> so, you know, I pick them and a leaf and I say, here, go here. Or I've moved the snails into another container where they can safely munch away all they like. But please stay off my greens. <laughs> I've got out there and I've got a little bit of garlic spray, hoping they don't like that. I've learned that you can use marigolds to chase them away. But it's all about having that conversation. I mean, I can say to them, this is what I'd like you to do. They can go, hey, no, Donna, this is the best. Now, there's a couple of snails and I, these are my friends, these snails, but these other little snails are about yay big. When I went out yesterday afternoon, I swear to God, there was 50 tiny grasshoppers. Oh. My greens haven't got a chance. <laughs> I just I just left them to be. But, you know, like as you see those two beautiful snails there, those things are about this big. They are huge. Like they are really huge. And we recently had all our gardens done. And I said to the gardener, oh, if you see those two big snails, just leave them be. And he said, oh, my God, you've got to kill them. They're going to eat your garden. And I said, no. They've lived in harmony with us in this house for four years. I go out at night, they're there, they're around. I don't want to kill them. They don't hurt me. You know, I allow them to be. And, you know, they line up for a photo every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> but you, know, you can talk to the animals. You can ask them to move out. Um, but always remember they have free will. And, yeah. you know, they're wild. And they're not always going to do what you want. But you can mm. certainly try that experience. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh dear, I was going to ask you something then. It's been popped out. Um, um, Always free will there. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I just, you know, I love your stories. I mean, um, you know, we all love our pets. And I know I've been blessed on my travels that I've always ended up staying with somebody or lived with somebody that's got a dog. Wherever I've gone, dog, you know, I love dogs, I I know. Um, I don't mind cats and other animals, but I'm a dog lover. If I had a choice, it would be a dog. So, um, yeah, I just, you know, stop and talk to all the people with their dogs and, and what have you, yeah. Well, you know, you're mm. talking about those horses. Rather than going up and maybe patting them, just stand in your power and just send them love. Like, you know, yeah. you're into vibration and sound and all that sort of thing. I mean, we do not have to touch every animal because no. they might not want to be touched. But I always, if I'm passing an animal, I always like you say, hey, how are you going? Or hello. And I just send them some love. Yeah, you know, that's what I normally do. A pink mm. bubble. Now, if they want to engage and they're enjoying it, they will walk up to you. You know, the... um. Uh, I just find the whole thing of some dogs just don't want to engage with you. Other dogs want to be all over you. And that's what I love about it because they're just like us. They have their own personalities. All of the animals have their own personality. And 
that's the great thing about them and us. Mm, mm. Oh, right. Um, what you? I remember you shared about a bird. Now I'm not sure if it was your. Was it back along? Did you have a pet? Um, oh no! You're talking about the black cockatoos. Oh yeah, you? yeah, yeah. <laughs> black cockatoos. Yeah. yeah. So, is that what you're asking me about? Because I yeah. have this collection of black cockatoo feathers. Mm. I've got Might so be. many, so yeah. many of them downstairs. So the um, traditionally black cockatoos are were the keepers of rain, and and they would you know. Um, bring in people would go oh the black cockatoos are here it'll be rain but um, you know interesting because I live in an area where there's um, the what they call glossies and they have red tails these are yellow tails yeah and, um, these come in and out and um, you know I would have shared with you before how I didn't even know that these were in the area where we currently live and I was just walking one day thinking about am I doing the right thing should I be releasing some animal communication cards and the black cockatoo flew over the top of me so you know the the story about the cockatoos is that every time I'm considering you know is this my right path or should I be doing this or doing that I see the cockatoos or that you know I'll find one of their beautiful their beautiful feathers so it's just like my spirit animal that you know confirms things for me yeah talking of um you know because i i shared with you about furry friends and different things um and i've got a spirit animal guide book and um so when so when i read the messages of these different little animals around i was like oh my god thank you for the message <laughs> spot on <laughs> yeah well you know, I'm really blessed where we live. We're on a canal, so we get stingrays come through. Um, mm -hmm. The other day there was a um, uh, a squid, octop not octopus, what's the other ones? Um, they are called squids, I think. Um, I was going to say calamari. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I do not eat squid or calamari. <laughs> um, there was one of them in the waterways here. I was just... Couldn't believe it. Absolutely beautiful. So, you know, I'll go outside in the morning and these animals are just all swimming apart uh, past because it's um, deep water access and they can come into the weir. And then, you know, we have hundreds of birds and lizards and possums and kangaroos and all around this immediate area. So for an animal communicator, it's just a dream. <laughs> You're in heaven. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know, crazy as it sounds, I get outside and I tell the crow off. I say, leave those baby possums alone. <laughs> All animals are safe in my place. <laughs> Where about, so are you on the Sunshine Coast? Uh, Twin Waters, just up north. Oh, I know, yeah, yeah. 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 No, I did stay on the Sunshine Coast for a while, but, yeah, I loved it all around there. But then there's, mm -hmm. Australia's got so many beautiful places, eh? Oh, so beautiful. pick a card today with your new animal communicator cards. Well, these aren't so new now. These have been around a year, and I'm not sure if you're aware. I actually have a Christmas special for them at the moment, which right. I'll turn right. So let's pick a card from Ajax to share with me. Ajax, what would you like to share with your mother? <laughs> I like this one. <laughs> Pay attention to the little things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. Very important. Um, 
that's very important because you know the there's been a lot of stuff going on in our life at the moment um been very very busy with you know it's the weirdest thing i mean we're only in day two of december but it's already busy 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 and and it's like you go to the shopping center but i think there's a new summer solstice or something like that coming up is that correct um yeah yeah there's um, a time your solstice up. on the 21st. This is another message. <laughs> when I created these cards, um, the that's Ajax in the middle, by the way, and these are either my animals or animals I've worked with. And when I created these cards, and I used to do live animal communication um, uh, connections on my Facebook page, this card would come out every time, the I love you first thing that would come out and in the end I would take the card out because I was sure people thought that the whole um deck was full of I love yous <laughs> that's beautiful I thought that looked like me with Cosmo there that you shared Jeff mm. yeah you're yeah. back on the screen I was thinking oh that could be my little poodle but it's definitely not me <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh my God. so no. I was gonna say um in relation to there's the dog sideways um if you're interested in just starting out with animal communication i created these cards just to really help people connect with their own pets and um as we shared the um before about you know just sending that energy to your animal you can just sit you know bring all your energy back into your heart center shuffle the cards and ask a question or ask what do i need to to know today and then, you know, the um, draw a card out from your animal and then, you know, really sit in with what that means for you. Mm. And um, for anybody who is interested in getting the cards, they're on a, a, a special at the moment for the next seven days. Um, and I actually have created this beautiful journal that goes with them that you can download and print out. And it's got like daily cards so you you know you write down about what your question is your interpretation uh just a reflection of it then there's also um you know you can record them down on a monthly basis mm -hmm. and i've got tips and tricks in about connecting with animals and those sort of things in the journal so you know it's just really to give people not only have the cards but have a journal to support them on that journey as well so mm. they're over on my website on the pet connection cards if you want to go over there and i do ship internationally to the uk <laughs> <laughs> like we say the car <laughs> the postage is more expensive than your cards <laughs> uh, it, it is crazy but the thing is is um i think if you look at it this way in the uk um there's two um two australian dollars to a pound so if you think about it that way, the cards are costing you about um, $11, uh, sorry, £11, £10 to buy the cards. So, you know, the postage yeah. might be a little bit more expensive, but if you share it with a friend, it makes it cost effective. Yeah, so, or, or you can buy a few packs as gifts, eh? Absolutely. Great stocking <laughs> stuffer. Absolutely. <laughs> so I, I believe you're, you had a course um i'm not sure if it's this month or for people to sign up and i believe that's sold out this one is full now 
It absolutely. So last month we just finished um, animal communication level one and I had 17 students booked in for that. So we just finished literally on the end of the month. And then this month on the 8th of December, I think it is, we're starting animal communicate, uh, sorry, animal healing and it's called scan color heal. So I'll be going through teaching people how to scan their animals bodies. Um, there's fun activities because you know for me it has to be fun because if it's not fun why do it yeah yeah um, you know if you want a serious animal communicator and healer then there is plenty of them out there but you're not the one <laughs> no I, I like to bring i like to bring you know that's why we have marvin we have like you know little things like this and um because i think everybody you know needs to lighten up and enjoy their time together and you mm. learn much better that way. So yeah. we scan the body, then we learn about colours and what the colour reflects in your life and chakras. And then the last session we go through and we do different healing techniques with the animals um, just, you know, to release what's going on. So, you know, when the first lady was asking about her dog being aggressive, we would identify is it an emotion or is it pain or is it, you know, this or that. So we will look at those aspects of it and then we would go through and do healing and releasing mm. So, yeah, very excited. It will be on and there will be more classes on in the new year. And, of course, I do have a monthly animal communication group that if you're already a budding animal communicator but you want to practice in a safe environment, we have the journey group that's 38 Australian dollars a month. And there's mm. four practices, one every week, a different type of practice for people to participate in. And but, that's very popular. But it's good if you've got a pet, really. <laughs> well, you know, don't. The last the animal communication course I did before, the time before, so I just did a back-to-back. -back. I had a lady in there that didn't have a dog or a, a pet of any shape or form, but she's actually an animal um, therapist, massage therapist, and yeah. she wanted to communicate with animals. So she came along. Because we work on everybody else's animals, it doesn't really matter. You mm. know? Um, yeah. And that's a good thing. There's plenty of people willing to put their animals forward to connect to them. Yeah, I think we should, call, we should call Jeff's frogs up for the next session. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they're quiet. He's got the sound down. Yeah, been... <laughs> I can hear them. I can hear them. <laughs> we had them on a few weeks ago. Oh my, <laughs> excuse me. They were so loud. <laughs> we could just yeah. barely hear ourselves speak. <laughs> um, I, I know we haven't talked about, it, but I was going to say. Um, I use my little Healy for people that don't know about the Healy. Um, 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 I love mine and I use it for all sorts of things, but I know there is a program for pets on there, um, a, a, the basic one in there, but, and you can, if you want to go into more depth, there is a one that you subscribe to. So, um, well, so that's- It's just like the Healy resonance. So it has to be the resonance or the professional, the pet bundle comes on there. Look, I, I love it. I love, love, love it. I use it for my pets. I use it for other pets. But one of the, it's, for me, actually, it's an underused tool. And when I say that is, is that the, the programs on there for the pets is one thing, but it also has homeopathics. Yeah. Uh, it also has um, like Materia Medica, Bushflower Essences, you know, these kind of things that I use. Um they have all those in there, bark flowers in there, uh, gemelexes. So 
you know, it's got all these fabulous things that you mm -hmm. can use to work with your pets. And then there's even the third aspect where you can actually scan products and deliver those frequencies as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if anybody's listening, reach out to um, Andrea, Andriana and ask her about it. You know, you can, uh, you can uh, work with you or talk to me. Um, there's a great special on at the moment. Did yeah. you know that? Uh, well, I saw it, but I need to. I haven't really looked at it. I've been preoccupied doing other things. But what I was going to say was, I I have been working with um, my niece's dog and um, a friend's dog, and and it's interesting that the um, one of the little dogs that I've been working with, and, and they're both very tiny dogs, beautiful little souls, um, and it was coming up irritants, and and I said i think it was the cleaning products because they're so tiny and they're on the floor they're absorbing it straight in and so anyway i sent them the frequencies for that and then it did settle down but you could see you know you can sort of see what's and that's another thing people are not aware of the damage of chemicals that they use around the house you know they spray with all these different I mean I use essential oils I make up my own little sprays and you know I do my own little pick and mix but the chemicals um that you're doing on the floor you're doing on the carpet you're spraying so it all smells fresh or whatever are, are so damaging to pets aren't they absolutely uh, that brings me to an animal communication session I did the other day with a sausage dog and the lady wanted to know why the dog keeps weeing on the veranda and not because they actually have a, a um, outdoor toileting mat and it's weeing on the veranda instead of in there. And I said, doesn't like the smell. And even now when I think about the dog, my nose is twitching. I, I can pick up. When I said you're using something out there that is just not agreeable to this dog. And she said, oh, my husband's um, cleaning it with water and vinegar and then he uses um, uh, eucalyptus or something like that. Oh, to what? Around. And I said, well, you, your dog's about this far off the ground, walking in it, sliding in it, you know, that smells going up his poor little nose. Um, certainly not good for him. And um, you're right, Karen, some essential oils are not good for animals, but... There is a lot of essential oils you can use, but, you know, for anybody listening, before you use essential oils, make sure that they are okay to use with your pets. And in this case, you would never use eucalyptus because it's just so strong. Mm -hmm. But also a dog that's that far away from the ground, imagine how he was feeling. So he was kind of out there doing a pee and he didn't care where he was peeing and back inside. So, you know, we went through this whole thing of, of talking about if we change this and we get a new mat and, you know, Dad just uses water, will you go back to doing, you know, what is da 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 So it was a whole negotiation because, you know, being a sausage dog, he was very determined in his thought process. Mm. So, yeah, mm. it, it is yeah. definitely interesting. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so, I, you know, you need to just not use any essential oil because some are... are not suitable for animals so um absolutely it's doing a bit of research and it doing your homework absolutely the um look there's a fantastic vet two fantastic vets actually um uh um melissa shelton she's from the usa and um dr rourke um both of those are amazing vets they were doTERRA 
uh, Melissa Shelton actually makes her own now. You can go and look at their Facebook page and they share a wealth of information, absolutely a wealth of information. Um, you know, there is lots of good people out there sharing things. It just takes the time to research. No, um, I know names up after. Yeah. I noticed, Jeff, that you're sharing up the, um, the paw print. On a Sunday night, I do a free healing on my Facebook page. Put your animals up there and I do a healing. And on Monday night, we just have a, a remembrance of our animals that are passed. So you can come and share. Yeah, that's the paw prints in heaven. We do that on a Monday night. It's just beautiful to see people's animals and acknowledge them. And then from time to time through the week, I often do card readings on the page, um, draw a card out for animals and connect with them and, you know, help people. So lots of activities happening on my Facebook page. So please come over and join me. Ask a question over there as well. Or, you know, if you want to book in an animal communication session or healing, uh, that's it. Facebook.com. Donna Doolittle. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I love your, um, is that new with the pictures and uh, giving animals a voice? No, that, that was actually created by my beautiful son who I haven't seen in over a year. He's stuck uh, in another place with COVID, but he created that for me when I started doing this and that's all of our that's animals. Um, yeah, really nice. The only one that's, the, uh, the golden retriever is Ajax, who's now nearly 12. The rest of my animals have all passed. That's in that picture. So, yeah. Oh, lovely. Oh, right. Anything else you'd like to share? I know we're coming to the end. So, oh, look, oh, you know, I could talk about animals and animal communication, <laughs> animal healing all day. All yeah, day. no, I could listen to you. I love the stories. It's just, you know, <laughs> animals come with their own gifts and their you know uniqueness so it's just lovely for you to come and share um because i know last time we had a sound hiccup so oh, it's lovely yeah. that people are receiving you loud and clear um they can go on your different pages and um you know like you and follow you and share their photos whatever they're whatever they'd like to do yes so, please do that and look you know i'm i really love to help people and you know, I do try and reach out, but um, the when we do the card readings, that's the time to jump on board. Um, you know, if you're interested in learning about animal communication, reach out and I'll pop you on the list for next year. We had some fantastic people from the UK um, this session that we just passed um, join us. And so I do them at different times depending upon which mm -hmm. end of the world is going to join us. So, yeah, it's good fun. Yeah, lovely. Oh, well, you're doing a fabulous job um, in helping the animals. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you for coming on the show again. I've really enjoyed listening to your stories and sharing. So, um, yeah, thank you. Thank you both for having me here. I really do appreciate it. You're very welcome. Very good. Thank you very much. Yeah. Hey, um, just before you go, do you actually... Oh, hang on a sec. I've talked about... Sorry. Sorry about that. The frogs were in the background, so I've had the, my microphone down. Hey, um, do you actually get um, any of your animals uh, come to you in your sleep state? Um, yes. Yes, they do. Uh, Ajax, the golden retriever that I have now, he used to come to me at night and we would journey. And, in fact, it was the most bizarre thing because we would journey to the UK. And I would leave <laughs> the train stations and we would go to different places and do things. So... Ajax and I have been together for many lifetimes and he's been um, 
He's been an amazing healer with me. Um, some of my animals that have passed come to me in dream time too, but usually for them, they send messages to me. Like I could be shopping on Facebook Marketplace and I randomly click on something and up pops their name on the side of a bowl or on a <laughs> or you know, and that's them trying to reach out and connect with me. And and that will be how a lot of people receive messages. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I get them coming in and speaking English to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, animals can speak all languages, Jeff. So, you know, um, it doesn't matter. You know, I've had Indian people that I do connections for and they would always speak their language, their animals, but yet I hear them in a beautiful, you know, uh, beautiful English for myself. And I see Angie's on the call here. She's the la lovely lady that I was just referring to in the UK. And, um, actually, you know, when Angie would connect to the pets, it was just fabulous. Oh, look at that beautiful um, recommendation there. Angie gets stories and jokes. The animals share stories and jokes with her all the time. I mean, she's just fabulous listening to her communications come through too. So, yeah. yeah that's awesome. That's awesome. Mm. Yeah. I think I, I shall have to sign up because I know it's something that really um resonates with me animals and you know doing the frequencies is one thing but to be able to tune in even more is um yeah and i suppose oh, there's part of you think well will they talk to me you know it's like the monkey mind in it what was his name <laughs> marvin marvin <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you want to turn up turn up the sound for, give us a little song from the frogs serenade from the frogs as we leave Oh, yeah. Hey, uh... <laughs> what's the song I was saying? Uh, duh, duh, duh. What's that frog song? <laughs> um, yeah. From the Muppets. Yeah, yeah. Kermit. Kermit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. All right. All right. Love you all. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for being here. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.